0: Podcast
1: is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Joe Pugh for IFL TV, proudly, sponsored by Everlast. We who's just talking about that off camera. Joined by Frank Smith here. It's fight week, the first one back in the UK, Lee Wood versus Maurizio Lara. What a great to,
0: what a great way to start. Unbelievable. It's been a great fight week. I just said unbelievable. Everyone says I say that all the time and I said I said it the first thing I said was that. Um, great way to start the year. Uh, massive fight you know it was supposed to happen back in September unfortunately Lee got injured but um, you know he wanted the toughest test and Maurizio Lara has come you know he's come to win this is his opportunity to win the world title and looking forward to a great fight on Saturday night
1: yourselves everyone in boxing has kind of known this is a 50-50 fight but a lot of people the bookies the fans make Lara a very strong favourite do you agree with
0: that? look I think you know it's it's a very tough fight I think I think the it's quite the the odds are, are quite wild really to think Lee Wood's the champion. Um, we've all seen what he you know what he can do, the power he holds as well. You know, everyone's everyone's judging the power Maurizio Lara's got. I think we're gonna be in, in for an very entertaining first three or four rounds. Um, and you know, for for an interesting fight. But yeah, I'm quite quite surprised by the by the sort of how wide the odds are.
1: Just coming off the back of New York, straight into Nottingham. Building this year just it's been a slow start but now is it just a case of gaining momentum show
0: after show now yeah look the focus for us january is always a hard month you know a hard month with fighters actually wanting to train over christmas and also selling tickets people you know the financial position of people early in the year you know our focus was to to sort of push on with from February onwards, and you see the schedule we've got, I think it's unrivaled in the sport globally. Um, we had a great show in New York, as you say, you know, great win from Amanda Serrano, Alicia Baumgardner becoming undisputed, Richardson Hitchens with a great performance, um, Ramler Ali, Sky Nicholson as well with two good wins. So it was a great start to the year for us. Um, huge show in Nottingham this week, you know, with Maurizio Lara and uh, and Lee Wood headlining. You've got Dalton Smith obviously defending his British title against Billy Allington. Uh, you got Gary Cully's back out. You got Chev Clarks out as well. You know, Gamal Yafai in a very tough fight. Janaid Boston, Kieran Conway's back. Aaron Bowen making his professional debut. So, you know, it's a stacked card from top to bottom. So, looking forward to a big night. And as I say, a busy schedule now running all the way through to the summer.
1: I know Colin spoke to you last week about the schedule, so I don't want to really go over old ground there. But just in the past week, I know yourself, Eddie, you've met up with Conor McGregor to discuss potential deals for Katie Taylor,
0: Croak. How that can financially become viable? Just how was that meeting? Good. I had some good proper twelve whiskey, some apple proper twelve whiskey. It was quite nice, to be honest. Um, you know, it was a good meeting, obviously focus for us. The focus for us is ensuring Katie Taylor's next fight and as we've announced, is in Dublin on May the 20th. Um, you know, obviously Croke Park is a, was something we were all working very hard to. I think, you know, it's very likely that Three Arena is, is where this, this one falls. But, you know, it was good to, good to have that discussion with Connor and, and meet him and his team and, you know, he wants to support Katie Taylor. Katie obviously mad to think this will be a professional debut in 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 Ireland Um, but he wants to support the event which is which is great to see so let's see how things play out but all set for May 20th in Dublin
1: is it likely that we see Gary Cully versus Maxi Hughes on the undercard of that one
0: I think you will definitely see Gary Cully on the undercard of that I'm not I don't think it'll be Maxi Hughes but it'll be a real you know a good step up fight for him he's obviously got a tough fight tomorrow night here in Nottingham but you know he wants to move very quickly so you'll see him back out there and, uh, against an opponent that will be announced soon. Was there an offer made to Maxi Hughes for that fight? Yeah yeah you know it's been quite open that's a, it's a fight we wanted to make was the Maxi Hughes fight um, but you know I, I think it's it's looking unlikely at the minute I think.
1: Another big announcement this week, Edgar Belanger announced to be part of the Matchroom Stable. Just a very, very exciting, young prospect stateside,
0: obviously Puerto Rican descent, that could be a big ticket seller and a big, big name for the platform. Yeah, look, great signing for us in the zone. He's someone we've had our eyes on for a long time. Well, and ever since he he, he was released from Top Rank, a lot of people were looking for his signature. So it's, it's great to get him, you know, to get him signed up. Um, it's an important time for our U.S. business. We're we're really focusing on the growth of the the U.S. business as well. We delivered some great shows, but we believe he's a he's a true star. You know, he's he's built such a huge following himself done great ticket sales, you know, I think he, he sold out the garden in his last two fights in the, in the theatre and you know we want to keep building on that and we th- feel he's got huge opportunity and uh, news soon on his his first fight with, uh, with us which will be around uh, you know early summer. So a lot's been mentioned about
1: his name with Canelo, that's clearly not going to happen next, it's probably not going to happen for at least the next 18 months but progression wise, what sort of level is he going to start at at Matchroom?
0: He needs, he needs good tests and good names as well. You know, he needs to keep building his profile um, and he needs good wins. You know, Canelo is definitely, that was, a, that was a big part of it. You know, we've had a great relationship with Canelo and the, and the team. And I think that's a natural fight. That's a huge fight. I think Bob Aram even said it a year or so ago, that that's a huge fight to be made. Um, so it's definitely something that he, he's interested in and definitely something that we're working towards um, but you know first things first get him out there and he, he needs a real good strong win another headline show on the zone and then work from there You mentioned Canelo, is there any news on a confirmation of the John Ryder fight? Still ongoing, a um, few details still going through but you know that's that's the fight everyone's focused on you know great to deliver that that fight for John Ryder as well he's worked so hard you know you think of how long he's been around the sport and the fights he's been in over the years like the Billy Joe Saunders fight what was what eight years ago when he fought him so you know that that's that's all getting there hopefully have some news soon Um, yeah so should be good. Have you looked at any other potential names other than John Ryder for Canelo? John Ryder's the focus he's obviously WBO mandatory for Canelo's belt he, you know, by beating Zach Parker so that's the focus for him that's the name you know, Canelo, Canelo wants so that, that, that's, that's what we're planning for From
1: the big names that you've got to someone that's just announced that he's a free agent now Deontay Wilder have you had any discussions with him at all about potentially putting on a fight maybe a contract
0: I know it's very early but surely you'd love to get his name signed to you that every promoter in the world would want to work with Deontay Wilder he's a, he's a he's a great character done great things for the sport and he's still got a lot left to give you know there's some huge fights to be made in the heavyweight division with him so you know I'm sure us alongside every other promoter will be very interested in talking to Deontay Wilder so let's see I saw that post he put out earlier be interesting to see what he does um, but he's in a great position you know he- heavyweight boxing as always Can deliver the biggest nights. He's got a huge profile, and I think, you know, like I say, every platform, every promoter around the world would be interested in working with him. Have you had any discussions with him as of yet, though? Have I had any discussions? No. No.
1: Okay, okay, we'll move on then from that one. Sticking with the heavyweight division. Coogan done a sit down with Eddie Earn where he kind of put his foot in it quite a bit, as I'm sure you see that. That he would make and you would make the Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua fight. Now, realistically, was that the right thing to say? Who said that, Eddie? Eddie.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure he would. I mean, look, AJ's f- fully focused on April 1st. Um, you know, he's got that fight against Jermaine Franklin. It's, it's, it's not. It's not a walk in the park. Jermaine Franklin's a very tough fighter. Um, but you know, we we feel that AJ's going to be. Uh, you know have a great camp and you'll see a big performance back uh, you know back in the ring from him um it's a fight aj is interested in all the big fights it has to make sense it has to make commercial sense um but that's definitely something that we'd look at i saw tyson fury come out and say he's not interested in talking about aj so i think we just have to park it both fighters fight focus on what they're doing i know the talks are ongoing for Usyk against fury so let's let's see what happens Spoke to Eddie today, and obviously I know you're
1: involved a lot on the event side, and speaking to the rest of all the other countries that you do put events on all around the globe. And he said that the reason that Saudi isn't putting the money up for Usyk versus Fury is because Anthony Joshua's name isn't involved in that fight. Do you believe
0: that's the case? I believe commercially, and people Usyk against Fury is probably isn't as big a fight as they are putting the price tag on it in terms of team. Because I believe Usyk agreed to the deal. You know, I think it was, it was out there. I don't know whether it was Bob Aram or Frank Warren said that Usyk agreed to the deal. Um, Tyson Fury asked for an amount of money or was de- doing his deal separately. And I think, look, it has to make, it has to make sense. Um, and maybe those numbers just didn't stack up. I don't, I don't know. But you know, I believe if AJ was involved, we've delivered multiple events with AJ, as you know, in Saudi Arabia. You know that when all parties want to get a deal done, it, it gets done. Um, I personally think it's going to be a struggle to make that fight now at Wembley, off the back of what Usyk would have been offered or accepted for that fight. But you know, good luck to him. It's, everyone wants to see the undisputed fight, so you now hopefully it can be made. I'm sure there's still a lot of ho- hurdles to overcome, though, um, because it's hard to it's hard to get to the value of what their expectations would now be off the back of what they would have been discussing in the Saudi.
1: From a commercial and financial point of view, is Usyk versus Fury, the undisputed fight, bigger than the rematch
0: between Joshua and Usyk that took place last year? No, I don't believe so. I don't... You know, people have their opinions. I believe AJ in any of those fights, AJ against Usyk, AJ against Fury... He's bigger than Usyk Fury and, and that fight. Um, you know, I think the belts are very important on a number of levels. You know, obviously to a fighter to become undisputed, that's that's their dream. Um, but I think sometimes the commercial sort of star power overtakes that. And I think AJ against one of those names is always going to be bigger than the two of them together. And I just think, and again, people will question it. I just think AJ is still commercially the biggest draw in heavyweight boxing. Do you think that changes if he did lose on April the first, though? Uh, Look, I think a loss, a loss does change value in some way, Um, but at the same time, people are always intrigued in. There's so much pressure around the, the keeping the home now, and. We only, you only have to look at UFC and what they've done. It just comes back to delivering the biggest fights. I still think if this person loses here, like Fury loses here against Usyk, but then Fury fights AJ, massive fight. Is still bigger than Fury Usyk, for example. Or AJ against... I think AJ against Wilder is bigger than Fury Usyk, in my opinion. Do you think, obviously, you've got Joe Joyce as well.
1: Eddie said this week as well that that fight with... AJ could never have been made for April just between a broadcaster's point of view. Do you agree
0: with that? Yeah, I mean, look, Joe jo Joyce is obviously exclusive with BT and and uh, Queensbury. Um so yeah, I think there's a number of factors that stood in the way of making that fight happen. Obviously when we were looking at AJ, the AJ Fury fight was a bit different. Everyone was willing to work together because of the scale of the two of them. Um but, you know, I think Everyone's got to focus now on what they've got ahead of them. AJ's got Jermaine Franklin on April 1st and uh, Usyk Fury. Hopefully, it takes pace, you know, early end of April. I think it's getting quite close, though, to get a fight of that scale over the line for the end of April, in my opinion. You know, it's, it's supposed to be one of the biggest fights in the sport, the heavyweight undisputed championship. You want to give it the right lead time and the right build up. And I think that's. Slowly getting to the point where it's going to be difficult to do that for the end of April. You know, it's only ten weeks away now. Do you see the point in that some people are making about Tyson
1: Fury when it comes to the Anthony Joshua fight potentially happening in late last year? He kept on mentioning deadlines for Joshua, deadlines if you don't sign by today. He hasn't done
0: that for Alexander Usyk at all, has he? No, no. But you know, you have to take it all with a pinch of salt as well because it's all a bit of a show as well, you know, it's all for the publics, you know, to create an illusion with the public, but you know, look, that is the fight, that's the fight, you know, they can all talk and say if he doesn't do this, then he's going to do something else, I believe they all want to make the undisputed fight, I just think it's difficult to to make the commercials stack up now, especially bearing in mind, as Frank Warren or Bob Arum said that Usyk had agreed to deal in Saudi already so you know but that, that, that's on them and like I say I hope it happens because the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world is something we all want to see and then AJ can face the winner.
1: Moving on Frank I've got to ask you about it the uh, Robert Smith interview with Simon Jordan and Spencer Oliver for Talk Sport this week Eddie's been asked about it
0: infinitely throughout the past couple of days have you watched it and what did you make of it? No, to be honest, I haven't watched it. I've seen clips of it, like a minute here or there, so I couldn't give you a completely informed decision on uh, or uh, opinion on it because I haven't seen it all. Um, I saw the bar where he questioned Robert about why it took so long, and you know I think Eddie Eddie responded to that as well. You know the decision was in the British Boxing Board of Control's hands. They had all of the information for that period of time, and they were the ones who decided. Uh, know three days out that that, their role is to license the sport of boxing in the UK that's their that's their sole role um and you know we as promoters they create the rules and we put on the events and they they decide whether that event went ahead or not they decided not to but they had the information for just as long as we did and decided to make their decision when they did um, but that's really the only part of it I saw off the top of my head that I can remember the question in from. Robert did
1: say that until Connor's proven himself innocent in in the eyes of the British Boxing Board of Control, taking away the whole WBC discussion, he will not be able to fight in the UK. Is that something that you would agree with?
0: Look, I'm not a lawyer. I, I think if Connor clears his name with the WBC Vardar, who the tested tests were administered by, that fulfills the obligation because they put the test. The British Boxing Board of Control don't listen to or don't accept anyone else's testing on any other occasions. And I think the fight wasn't pulled off because of the test in the end. After it was leaked or it was announced, so we got told. I think the Wednesday morning, the fights not. You know, we got saying so, so it wasn't, wasn't going to be sanctioned after that I think half an hour after that it came out it wasn't it wasn't not sanctioned on the basis of the failed test it was not sanctioned on the basis of not being good for the sport of boxing that was the rule they used I think rule 9.3 or something uh, like that of their, of their rules I remember it so something like that um, and they made that decision but they can't they don't accept anyone else's testing they accept UCAD's testing. He passed every UCAD test he did. So, if Connor is cleared, that's nothing to do with us, it's not our job, it's not with the Boxing Border Control. If he's cleared by the parties who are involved in setting up the testing, then essentially they have to follow that. Because to then have their own investigation on something they don't even accept, you know, and I, I don't believe they have a position to do that. You know, we all want what's for the good of the sport. But if Conor Ben is rightfully cleared by the WBC and VADA, we have to accept that position. And they would have done a lot of their own research, investigation into it as well, to, to come to, to come to that conclusion. So we have to accept that what the testing agency and the sanctioning body have, have come up with. Conor Ben reposted a a reel of a Hearn
1: interview I think in the past 24 hours saying I'm coming back on some savage shit period or something like that paraphrasing there but is that a sign of his intent and do we expect him to be out within the next three to four months say?
0: Look Conor Ben has been training the whole way through he's his focus has been clearing his name Um, he's ready to go he wants to get back in the ring he's a young guy he wants to get back in in the biggest fights so You know, the first focus is to clear his name. That's point one, and I think I've said it before. What's he? He could have fought a week after, somewhere else. You know, if 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 that's what he wanted to do, he could have fought a week after. He could have fought a day after. He could have fought a month after, somewhere else in the world. Maybe not with the British Boxing and Trial, but if that's what he wanted to do, his focus was always to clear his name. Um, But we, you know, it's you know people he's going through the hardest period I think he'll ever face in his life um and people will never understand what he w- what he's been through um and that that continues to be his focus but he wants to get back to doing what he does which is boxing so you know hopefully very soon this sh- this will all be settled
1: Last one, Frank. We know Dalton Smith's making his second uh, British title defence against Billy Allington on Saturday night. If he comes through that, could we see an announcement on Saturday night for a potential Sheffield show on April 29th, I believe, is it? That's the plan. Excellent. Thank you very much, Frank Smith, for talking to IFL TV. Hopefully we see a fantastic fight as Bill tomorrow night in Leeward versus Maurizio Lara. Anything you'd like to mention? Looking forward to it. Tune in live
0: on The Zone as always. Don't miss it. Cheers, Frank.